Then you know what I'm excited about. I don't, but I'm sure you're about to tell me. I just love these fancy socks we've got going on on the uh, Cody podcast now. Maybe mine is Hunter. I mean, excuse me, Chris. But Hunter's, they're quite fun. Yeah, they are. They're kind of Aztec, and uh, Chris's look a lot like leg hair. <laughs> yours are uh, yours are British. Extremely. And, ben's socks are just a tall version of mine. I was yeah, mainly talking but, about a uh, tall version. They are taller. I've, I've made my little venture into the tall sock game inside of CrossFit. Wow. Uh, oh, wearing yeah. them actually on the box? Yeah, here it makes your calves look bigger. You think you got the calves to pull that off, Ben? Well, as we all know, I've got the former fat kid calves. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta play the hand that you're dealt. Am I right? <laughs> That's fair. That's I'm true. actually in a fantastic mood for this one reason because I listen to Beastie Boys on the way to the studio today. Really? Yeah, that'll change your life, man. If you're feeling kind of which which one? <laughs> yeah, you're feeling ho hum and you listen to uh, you know, a little intergalactic. It's like you're ready to face something when you get out of the car. I was listening to Jamie Johnson on the way over here. Yeah, not quite the same experience. <laughs> I beg the difference. Tea <laughs> That's another podcast. Maybe yeah. we should start one. Hey, do we are we going to talk about something fitness related today? Should we? Fitness related? Yeah. I mean, we're here. Uh, I don't know. It's just whatever we find fun. I was really setting Chris up for his pizza joke. Fitness pizza in my mouth, and he just I don't know. It's it's Drop a new year. He's a little I slow did. in the uptake. Yeah, you put it on a tea. I whiffed. He said, he said he's a pro now. He doesn't he doesn't joke around about fitness. <laughs> <laughs> fitness is life. So we do have an interesting topic today. I already know, so I don't know why I asked that question. But uh, I know that our listeners are eager to hear because this is going to affect people who actually participate with Coyote, but also the people who follow what we're doing. We've got some interesting changes, and we're about a week into these changes. Uh, inside of our box, in particular, there's been a lot of thought behind this. And uh, I'm eager to discuss it today to get essentially the behind the scenes view on why we're doing what we're doing inside of our affiliate uh, in 2019. So that's the topic for the day, right? You nailed it. Yeah. And we're hopeful that this may be the thing that will convince Chase to actually pull back into the parking lot and participate in CrossFit in a totally different way in this new year. We're pulling out all the stops. All the stops. Let's get Chase in there. If this doesn't work, then we're just going to start giving away free pizza on Fridays. Yeah, we threw something. We threw the gauntlet down about him showing up, and I was trying to get him there. It didn't work. But I think what we need to do— You said, I get to pick the workout, and you have to come. I didn't get a text over that break. (laughs) Well, Well, to be fair, Ben wasn't at the gym. Oh, that's that's a fact. Blow the belt, blow the belt. Uh, but I do want to reference this. I think that maybe we should, um, you know, you guys are getting into Facebook lives more, connecting with the people who are participating at Coyote. Maybe we should Facebook live a chase workout. That's absolutely. Yes, we should. should. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the, instead of Roe v. Boz, it could be Ben v. Chase. Can we just go? I liked it. I think, I think, uh, you know, the opens coming up. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's the new Facebook live series. Yeah. Can we get chase to the open? No, it's going to be Ben v. Chase. And I think, Look, let's be honest about this. You could program a workout where you could drive over to Coyote right now and probably destroy me. I mean, if you make me run over about 35 feet, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> so, if you have a workout that's rowing and running, I think that could be a, a pretty fair fair showdown right there. I definitely agree because it, you know, I would probably surge ahead on the row. I mean, it, the workout would be over, the views would drop, and then suddenly everybody <laughs> hears that Chase wins as soon as we go out the doors and hit the parking lot. I mean – I'm telling you, I think it would be something really, really, really competitive. Uh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this. I know that our listeners are probably eager to hear because everybody's witnessed the changes. Maybe take us back to the start. One of you guys can take this. 
what started uh, to brew in y'all's minds or your experience to say, hey, we need to change things up just a bit? Um, I think it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. And um, we used to have our competitor program uh, run independently from the class, and we've done that for pretty much since we opened. And what we were seeing is that um, it was starting to be where the competitors were kind of one group and the class was another group. And we tried to fix that by having the, the competitors do the class on Fridays, and they really started enjoying that. And so we started to see, you know, it might be a good idea to have everybody run through the class. Um, so that was one reason uh, to kind of create more of a, a community and not a two two groups in the in the class setting. Um, another reason was, you know, I felt like getting um, the competitors back to basing around CrossFit would be a good idea. Um, and since we're competing in CrossFit, doing you know making CrossFit the 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 base of what we do and building everything off that. Um, and I th- for a couple reasons. Number one, because it's more fun. Um, at the end of the day, especially with the changes in the open and everything, we saw that we see now that um, if you're trying to compete at regionals and you're spending two or three hours a day, every single day in the gym, just for a shot to get to regionals, and now there's not a regionals anymore, so what are you really doing? Um, and we've talked in, in length about that. But then also because um, I think that there's it's a very good way to train. I think it's very important that if you're going to be um, doing CrossFit competitions that you, you train those movements and, and workouts as often as you can. And I think that it's going to drive uh, our competitors to get better. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. And so that was one reason. Um, another reason is that we just have we have a lot of members and they all have different goals. And what we see is that when you have the RX and the scaled, um, people feel like if I'm doing scaled, then I'm not uh, doing, I'm, I'm a failure for the day because I scaled the weight or I scaled the movements or whatever. But what we, what we want people to realize is that every single person is there on their own journey. Um, we're just there as a group, but each person is there to better <laughs> themselves individually. And so we wanted to fix that by offering different tracks based on different goals because what we see is that, you know, everybody has different goals and everybody's at different levels. And so it makes more sense for them to have different options to choose from, but while still keeping the same uh, group aspect of, of the class and the camaraderie that comes from it and the coaching that you get in the class. Uh, and so those were the main main reasons that we, we wanted to do that. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot of. Um, a lot of other big CrossFit gyms have started implementing something like this. Chris just got back from Invictus, and he can talk about that. And they were running something like that. And so it was for a while, it was like, we want to do this, but we don't really know how. And then it, the pieces started coming together, and we're really excited about the, the finished product. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I'll be interested to talk about this – week or a week plus in some instances as you guys leak the information out but i think one thing we would all say the people that know you guys is y'all are y'all are really engaged in thinking through what's going on i mean going all the way back to the start uh starting days of crossfit where you just got the bingo thing you're pulling the workout we've talked about that quite a bit you guys represent actually the exact opposite and i know chris you think about programming athletes experience i mean it just dominates everything that you do regarding your job, your work, your craft, you see it as that. 
Um, thinking through that, is it sending you in a direction you feel like matches what you believe is important for our particular community? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I, I get asked, um, the question, uh, the question all the time, you know, during class, like, uh, you know, should I, should I do, should I do this weight or not do this weight? Or, um, you know, should I, should I try, should I try the handstand pushup? Should I do this? Or that? And I always have to have the conversation of, well, what is your goal? What are you wanting to get out of this, uh, out of this workout? And now we have, uh, with having these, these three different programs on the board, you know, I can point and say, you know, okay, what do you want to get out of this workout? That's what you're doing. Or you already have it in mind. It's already on the board there for you. And, uh, it's um, it's really like you would think having um, having more moving parts in the uh, you know on the screen in the class would uh, would make things more difficult on the on the coach, but it actually in a way it makes things more simple. And um, I've been um, you know, this is our first week doing it, and I've been really impressed with uh, with the with our with our members and how they've been able to you know be able to look at the board see what they want to do. I can go over it and explain it and then, and then, um, let them go forth and conquer, so to speak. And, right. uh, and it's been, um, it's been really fun and really encouraging. It makes the classes a lot of fun, a lot of fun to coach because you're not having to, um, you're not I, like, I'm not having to worry about as a coach, like, did I give this person the right thing for them? You know, they can look at, they can look at the workout and, and uh, with their with their uh, with their goal in mind, not my goal for them, you know, and they they can pick and choose what they want to do, and I can encourage them along the way. Yeah, it is interesting that uh, most athletes they they know themselves better than they think they do, and uh, it was been my experience this week that I I could read that programming and say that's where I need to be. Yeah. You know? But if there are like I know we had this experience yesterday, there's sometimes uh, people have like a mobility limitation. And they find somewhere in between. They they rise to the challenge in other ways, but this mobility is limiting them, so they slow down on that part of it. And all of a sudden, you've got someone who's extremely invested in their own experience that day in a way that maybe they weren't before. One thing that I've heard back and forth a little bit this week is we have these different categories, right? You have fitness, performance, and competition. I think it would be helpful for the people that are that are attending Coyote to know kind of what the goal is I mean, we all want to be fit, right? And we all want to perform each day and we're all competing against ourselves. How do I know other than just the heavy weight or the rep scheme, when you talk about goals and each parameter, is my goal a fitness goal? Is it a performance goal or is it a competition goal? How do I know? So the people at Coyote are doing it, but also 2717 and Blue Sharks. So right, yeah. So, yeah. so that, yeah, they're doing it too. They're all doing, everybody's doing the same program at all of our locations, but so basically what it is is three different tracks. Um, and what track you're in is based on what your goals are. Because like we talk about, we have a lot of different members with a lot of different goals. The fitness track is for people who just want to live a healthy life. They want to be healthy, live a long life. Uh, they're not interested in competing in, in the sport of CrossFit. They're not interested in going out and running a 10K on the weekend. Or um, they don't play sports outside the gym. They just want to be healthy. And... Uh, so that's the fitness category. There's no need. Well, I'll, I'll kind of break down like and give an example of it in a second. But so fitness fitness category is the first category. Second category is performance. Performance is for people who are using CrossFit to get better at things outside the gym. So if you're using CrossFit because you're 
a baseball player or a football player or you're you're getting ready for a skiing trip or um, you run 10Ks or triathlons or whatever, um, or if you just want to perform better while you're working out, the performance category is is your category. And then the third category is the competition category, and that's for people who want to compete in the sport of CrossFit. And we also have additional work for them um, on top of the class, and there's two different levels to that additional work. One of them is the competition program, which is for people who want to do like local competitions or maybe they're a master's athlete or something like that. And then the, we have the games prep program, which is geared towards people who want to compete at the highest level and get the most out of it and are willing to put a lot of time in. So what we see is that there's different, uh, different levels to, to each workout, different types. And so I kind of give, give an example. I like to give Amanda as an example. Amanda is something that we would probably not have programmed for our class before because there's only a small percentage of our population that can do muscle ups and squat snatches and the majority of them have no intention of doing it and then it just becomes a like a nightmare of like each person you got to figure out the scaling option like chris said if you if you don't have these different options then you're having to scale things accordingly to each person well now we can program amanda and and competitors can do amanda as, as rx well the performance group say i'm a baseball player there's no need for me to be doing ring muscle ups. There's no need for me to be doing squat snatches. I don't want to do those. There's no need for me doing these highly technical movements, um, highly te technical gymnastics movements, but I would get some benefit out of doing pull ups and power snatches. Um, so we might have a, the variation of Amanda where they're doing power snatches and pull ups. And then the fitness group, uh, they might do something similar to that, but just with lighter weight, because if you're wanting to live uh, healthy until into your nineties, then there's no need for you to be, you know, doing heavy barbell cycling. Uh, there's still benefit to doing barbell cycling, but we like to keep it light. And this is a conversation that I've kind of had with some people, and we want to uh, focus more on lighter weight, higher intensity, so you keep moving the whole workout as opposed to going to heavier weight, higher skill, where you're having to stop and take a break. Um, so that's kind of kind of a breakdown of the three the three tracks that we have. Hearing you explain it that way, it's uh, it's a little bit more complex than maybe someone would think. Uh, I think the reason I'm wanting to address this because the default posture is, well, I'm not that serious. I'm just doing fitness. Well, I'm a little more serious. I'm going to do performance. Oh, man, I'm all out. I'm going to do count. But that's not actually how it goes. And I think we've seen over time, and you guys, I know you, you know this. I can see this behind the decisions that you're making. But every athlete, even through the course of an annual cycle, has different seasons where different things are important for them. I think about guys who are preparing for that marathon that they're going to do in January or in the middle of the summer. They're, they're, where they pick uh, to land each, each week may change based on what their goals are. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a wrong idea for people to think, well, we're the B team if we're doing this programming. We're the A team if we're doing that program. It's all your goals. Yeah, that's one thing that I really want to get across is that one track is not any better than the other track. And and something that I heard said earlier this week that really ruffled my feathers was somebody said, well, the fitness track is just for old people. And I was like, no, that's not true at all. Not, no. That's not true not at all. It's close. for what your goals are. And, like, yeah, <clears throat> that's a really good point. Different seasons of life – if you're a competitor in CrossFit, you're not always going to be doing competition type training. You just can't. That's not sustainable for a long period of time, and it's not. It's not going to help you live a longer life. 
Um, so you might go through a season where you do want to get ready for a competition. And then you're like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I need to back off a little bit. And you drop down and you do the fitness program for a while. You're doing lighter weights, less complex movements, kind of letting your body recover, letting your yourself get back into it. And then maybe you decide, hey, I want to do this triathlon. I'm going to do the performance group for a little while to get ready for that. My idea with this is to give people an option for them for their whole lives where they're changing which track they're doing based on what their season is like. Say you're in a really busy time of work and life, which like me right now, training is not my priority. It would be good for somebody like me to say, you know what, I'm just going to try to get a good workout in. I'm going to come in and do the fitness track uh, for the day, do, do, the, do, the, do what I can, and then move on to the, to the rest of the day. And then if there becomes a time when uh, life outside the gym slows down and I have more time and I say, Hey, there's this competition coming up in six months or in three months, let me get ready for that. Then you can go and do that. But it's not one is better than the other because every, you, every person has different goals and there's no, I can't say my goal is better than your goal. I can't say your goal is better than my goal. That's, that's completely ludicrous. Your goal is just as substantial as my goal. My goal is just as substantial as your goal because we're each individual people. Yeah, that's well said. Chris, let me direct something to you real, really quickly. Do you think that this is going to help that um, that place that athletes find themselves in where they have to choose, they feel like they have to choose participating or not participating, meaning that's going to take too long or that's too intense and they have this internal battle and then you just don't see them for the day, that this opens up a couple more avenues that might encourage consistency and participation? Yeah, you know, I think I think just uh, psychologically, it's easier on the uh, on the athletes, especially like if you want to use the example of a uh, of a competitor who gets into who, somebody who wants to compete in CrossFit, but maybe they get into a really busy season of life where instead of you know feeling um, feeling pressured to have to go in and do an hour and a half or two hour program, you know they can they can come in and say you know I'm going to do the fitness track, I'm going to hit it really really hard in an hour, and I'm going to go home. I think it uh, it takes a lot of the um, a lot of the pressure, a lot of the psychological load off of them, um, and uh, helps that de- makes that decision making a lot easier. Where you know now now there's there's also there's no excuse for them for them not to come in. You know, you know they can't say, well, I didn't want to come in because I didn't have the two hours to commit to it. Like, well, you you've got an hour. You know, if you're considering coming in at all, you know you're going to be here at least an hour. Right. So you can come in, just hit the uh, hit the fitness track and. Um, we're all going to get to that point where, uh, like I've said before, where we're going to, we're going to work out, we're going to work out to live, not live to work out. And, um, <laughs> right. and eventually, and eventually our training is going to become uh, a means to an end. We want to stay fit. We want to, uh, um, we want to have a better, uh, a better quality of life. And when you start throwing into, when you start throwing in things like, uh, you know, maximal performance and maximizing your potential in a particular uh, particular sport, you're going to sacrifice some things like uh, like joint health. Um, you know, you're uh, you're going to be eating uh, eating a lot more uh, a lot more food more often, which is not something that's just sustainable over a lifetime. Eventually, you know, yeah, we're all going to have to get to that point where we're pulling back and we're going to have to prioritize the health as- uh, health aspect of it. And I'm at that point personally myself. Um, and we talked about this before, but you know, I've been competing at CrossFit for like eight years and my goal is not to compete anymore. And I was having a lot of inner turmoil and conflict this summer because I was spending 
two hours training every day for something that I wasn't, uh, that was not my goal. And so I rearranged my priorities. And then I was working really hard on the business with, you know, a new acquisition and making a lot of changes to our systems and everything and really trying to get, you know, do a lot of stuff at once. And my training took a major backseat and I was just starting trying to figure it, fit it in when I can. My diet was pretty bad. I was traveling a lot. I was just eating, eating whatever I could. And so I'm now at the point where I've made a commitment. I'm just going to do the class five days a week, nothing extra. I'm, I'm working out for an hour for five days a week and, and that's it. I'm moving on with my day. And for me, who has almost ingrained myself over almost the whole last decade that I need to be spending two plus hours in the gym every day, I get into there, it's it's kind of hard to tough pill to swallow at first to think, well, I'm just going to go in there and do an hour. But what I've realized is that I can go in, get a good workout in with group people, have fun, and still still continue to improve my fitness all while spending an hour with with like-minded individuals in the class setting. And so that's where I'm at personally. And it's exciting to me to be able to say, you know, I just, I'm, I don't feel that great today. I'm going to go lighter weight and it's not a big deal because I think we, what we want is get away from this culture of, oh, if you don't do this weight, then you, you failed in the workout. And that's not the case at all. We want you, you're, you're, if you come into the gym that day and give your best effort, that's a success. Um, no matter what movement you did, no matter what weight you used, no matter what your time was, no matter how you compared to everybody else, none of that matters. What matters is that you come in and give your best effort. If you if you're doing sit-ups or if you're doing toes to bar, if you're doing squat snatches or if you're doing kettlebell swings, it's all the same. We just want all of every member to be able to come in and give their best effort every day on their given thing. And so that's kind of the 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 goal of all this. I heard Caleb say a couple of days ago, and it, it threw me for a loop. I started to get pretty sarcastic with him before the class. Uh, he heard me going in that typical pre-workout. Uh, okay, let me think about this. How do I? How do I almost cheat my way to success here? Can I get the rower closer to the door? Do my, does my knee have to hit the ground on the lunge? And he stopped me and he said, we're here for the fitness, man. Yeah. And I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm here to win, bro. Who's <laughs> here for fitness? Well, let's take the whiteboard off the wall. You know, yeah. it's, um, it shows that this this language is starting to filter through the entire organization that there's and it's not as though it wasn't present before. It was present. There were just some things that we were doing that may have been uh, making that difficult for, for the larger population to see. And now all that's been cleared up. So let me just ask a pretty direct question to you both. What have you seen over this past week that's really surprised you in a pleasant way about giving this a shot? I think the, the program has been, has been worth its weight in gold as far as bringing the community together, having, um, having a lot of, uh, having a lot of different people with different goals, uh, training together, people, meeting people that they haven't uh, haven't met before and um that uh that to me has been the most uh, has been the most gra- has been the most gratifying thing and people taking uh taking an interest in what others are uh, are doing you know there's a lot more now um when you're getting uh getting closer to the end of the workout people that have already finished they're walking around encouraging others and um being able to bring everybody together at the at the end of class to uh, to do uh, to do the breakdown and there's not anybody else scattered around the gym excluded from that um, that's been the most uh, most pleasantly surprising thing for me and I think it's really going to lay the groundwork for the uh, for the culture that uh, that we want and that's to have a a supportive community not a divided community. 
I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that the community has grown tighter this week and I think it'll continue to do so. You know, our, we, we always say we want to get people in the best shape of their life at their own pace in a supportive community. And what this allows us to do is bring marry all those together because everybody's going through it together and they can get in the best shape of their life if they want to, you know, if they're willing to, to put the work in and be consistent, you can get in the best shape you've ever been into through this program. We, we thoroughly believe that. And then the attendance has just been awesome to see. I know it's the first of the year, but every class has just it's been packed. It's been awesome to see. And nothing gets me more fired up than walking in and seeing 15, 20 plus people in a class cheering each other on, pushing each other hard in the workout. And like Chris said, they're all doing different variations of the workout, but they're all doing it together. And then they're all cheering for the last person and they come in and break it down. And you can just tell with the enthusiasm of how people are breaking it down at the end of class, how excited they are. And another thing that a couple people have said that I really liked, uh, was that they felt like they've been, um, they've been challenged, uh, a little bit out of their comfort zone because maybe, maybe there's a movement that they've been scared to do before. Um, but they, they were able to, to, to push through and do it. And so they're, they're challenged to, um, go reach a little bit above what they think they can do. Um, and, and so that's been cool as well. I think there's there's almost like this shared responsibility now that allows you to get outside of your even your own goals. And I mean, yesterday I had a conversation with a, a gentleman who had completed on-ramp over a year ago and decided not to pursue it and now is back. And his words, uh, this is right before the countdown, right before the clock uh, counted down. He said, man, I just, I convinced myself that I didn't belong here because I'm not an athlete. Those were his words. And uh, I said, man, you get, you got to clear the tape on that. I said, the people that you're looking at, that you're making that determination on, some of these guys have been here over five years. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have been, you're looking at yourself in five years. That That's what you're looking at. And so to be able to stop and have that conversation, it would be really difficult to do if you had, you know, a family where every everybody, half the family lived downstairs and half of them lived upstairs and they never saw each other. Yeah. And uh, now we're able to have this uh, this intermingling. And I think it's really inspirational for the athletes that have been around a while to look back and remember and to be able to. Uh, I'm just saying personally, from my point of view, I need to be willing to hurt like the person who's just walking in after a year is willing exactly. to hurt. And, you uh, know, that, that's inspirational. And uh, the the other the cool thing, too, has been, um you know, just the. Uh, the mutual respect fostered between everybody that is um that is on different uh different tracks like you'll have you know people that are either doing fit the fitness or performance they'll look at what you know like i heard somebody say to somebody that was getting ready to do the competition work like wow you're, you're really getting ready to do all that weight you're going to do these muscle ups and then um and then you'll have uh, some people in the in the competition that have been doing the competition for a while that come in that do uh, that do workouts with people that have been doing the class for a long time and they'll they'll get beaten they'll get pushed really really hard oh, and yeah. that's what's been uh been really really fun to see and um it it feels it feels like uh i guess i could say like the old days like when me and uh, when me and hunter first started when you did the class yeah period yeah i agree i think I, there's so much benefit to to taking the workout with the class and um even like a, a competitor uh, you get so much benefit about being in that environment. You're going to push yourself harder um, in that aspect. And it, like Chris said, it can humble you sometimes. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, to give them specifically a, a, a good dose of intensity. 
And um, I think, you know, on paper, it doesn't look like as much work as it used to be. But in actuality, when doing it, they're realizing, wow, this is really hard because I'm, I'm giving, giving my best effort in this, in this workout and then I'm having to do some lifting afterwards and it's hard. And we were talking about that yesterday with some of the, some of the competitors and, and one guy said, you know what, we should, they're like, we're, they're having trouble doing their cleans after a workout. He's like, we should be able to come over here and, and hit, hit a heavy weight on our clean or close to our max on our clean after a workout. If we don't, then that's a hole in our fitness. And I thought that was a really good point. If you're always just doing your lifting before the workout and then doing the workout, you have a hole in your fitness because what what's going to happen when you're tired and you have to go do it? Or if you're at a competition and you've done three workouts and then you got to do a lift, like you're not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's cool, you know, and we're, we're, we're changing the order of things and that we have a, a template that we're following that's going to change what order you do certain things. Some days you'll do them fresh, some days you'll do them tired or whatever. But um, they're seeing that, you know, the intensity can get you, get you a lot of places. And it's, it's not like, you're laid out throwing up every single day. It's it's intensity based on the the, the goals of that specific workout or that specific movement. Um, but it's it's been uh, it's been fun to see. Take me back through that. Uh, you made the statement. I know this is really big to center the efforts uh, across all of the locations right now. But there, that phrase, those phrases that you use about what what we're about uh, as a organization, what we're about. I think that's, that's important to kind of take a step and it'll help us. I think as athletes, all of us, whether we're in Oxford or, or Rankin or doesn't matter, we can say, okay, if I'm trying to set goals for this year and I'm involved with this type of fitness, maybe it should line up with the place where I am. Am I making sense to you? What we say is important can help our athletes set their goals for the year. Yeah. Are you talking about the we get people in the best shape of their life at their own pace? Yeah. In a okay. So yeah. So, so it's shape of your life. Yeah. At your, at own, your pace, own pace. In a supportive community. In a supportive community. And so that's what I feel like this allows us to do is there's different tracks. Everybody's able to go at their own pace. We're not so worried about what weights you did in the workout, what movements you did in the workout. All we're worried about is that you're coming in consistently and that you're giving your best effort and that you're cheering everybody else on. You know, we talk about our core values are humble and hungry. Humble means thinking more of others than you do of yourself. And then hungry means you're focused on the process. You're trying to get better every single day. And that's what, that's what we want out of all of our athletes. And if you're humble and you're hungry, you're going to make progress. And so that's what we want. And at, at your own pace means everybody's at a different spot. Everybody's at a different point in their lives. You can't compare, I can't compare myself to you in a workout. I don't know what you did that day. I don't know how you slept last night. I don't know what your background is. I can't control any of that. All I can control is myself and my own effort. So getting away from trying to compare yourself to everybody else and just focus on doing, giving the best that you can give every single day and making sure that you're consistent every single day. And yeah, working out with somebody, using that competition as a push, it's fun. It takes some 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 of the focus off of the pain you're going through by focusing on other people and we talk about the whiteboard and you kind of said that the whiteboard can be a bad thing it can be a bad thing if you let it be a bad thing i view the whiteboard as this is a source of pride because i came in and i got my name up on the board and i'm proud of that score that's up on the board because it was my my best effort if you're looking at the whiteboard and you're disappointed in your score because it wasn't better than somebody else's you're doing it all wrong Mm. you're doing it all wrong because you, that could have been the best possible effort you could have given that day, and you're walking out of there upset because you didn't beat somebody else. So what? Who cares? 
if if you look up at that board and your name's on the board and you're proud of that score because you know you gave it your all, you should walk out of that gym with your head held high, no matter how much weight you did or not, no matter what movement you did. And uh, one thing that my dad tells people all the time, he's been telling them since we started, he's like, it doesn't matter what that what what number's next to your name, it just matters that, is that your name is up there. And so that's kind of the culture we want to create is like, we want you to come in consistently and give your best effort. And who cares about what what place you are in the workout? When I was uh, when I was in uh, San Diego, when dropped in across it Invictus, they had a big sign uh, in their main uh, in their main area that said uh, that said full effort equals full victory. And um, so it really like, like he was saying, it does it does not matter the number that's uh, that's beside the name. What matters is the effort that went into that number that you you focus on what you can control. You cannot control what 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 that number is going to be completely. You cannot control if you were to put it in a ranking where it would fall on the board, but you do have control of the effort you give and the attitude that you have that you had towards the workout. So if you go in, you have a you give a full effort meaning you showed up on time, you went through the you went through the warm up, you uh you have a game plan. You executed it to the best of your ability, and you did it all with a with a positive attitude, and maybe tried to encourage yourself and others along the way. Man, you won the day. Yeah, you absolutely won the day, and you will uh, and you will reach your goals a lot faster doing that than necessarily having the best score on the board every day. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, the reason I address this because I feel like this time of year is just very important that we talk about your motivators. And why you're doing what you're doing because people are just slinging goals out there like crazy because it's the start of the year but i think a lot of people in the fitness world operate uh it would it would sound like this in the shape of the summer faster than you want with your headphones on like that that's what that's how most people are pursuing their fitness and we're saying the exact opposite but the thing that we know we have a track record of producing results with this strategy so if people will kind of throttle back and learn and be willing to adjust, then they're going to have, you know, by the time they get to March and spring break, they are going to be in the shape of their life. And the new goal is going to be to have this, to maintain this over a long, long period of time. Yeah. So um, now we get to the fun part. <laughs> this is, this is going to be interesting. Interesting discussion is about to ensue based on everything that we've just discussed, right? We're about to go into our outside the box. Wow. Mm. Went rogue there, huh? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should hit the space bar. Let's redo that. Uh, so we get that. We get to our segment of outside the box. Hunter, you are leading. Uh, you're leading this, and what we should be talking about. So let's roll this out. What are we talking about today with outside the box? So we're going to talk about our goals. What are our goals for 2019? Um, so at at our gyms, we're our word of the month is commit, and we're encouraging people to write up on the board what they're committed to, and. I wrote an article not too long ago about set habits, not resolutions. So what ha- instead of setting a New Year's resolution, just set set figure out what habits you want to you what what you want to do, and then what habits you need to acquire to be able to do that. And so that's kind of what our focus has been on. What are you committing to doing every single day? What habits are you committed to doing? And so what I kind of wanted you guys and us to talk about, and I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say or what goals um, you have for this year. And then I'd like for you to go further, like not what goals you have, but what are your, what's your plan to get there? What's your plan to make sure you get it done? Um, 
So that's kind of where we're at. You want me to go first? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of different different goals. I, and I kind of talked about one earlier. It was um, for my health and fitness. I, like I said, I've kind of I've kind of slacked off the last couple of months. I'm not really interested in competing any, anymore, at least at this point. Um, really focusing on business and personal development and my relationships and all that type of stuff. So I, you know, kind of took a backseat working out. I was kind of getting in when I could. There were some weeks I was only working out once or twice a week. I was not eating very good. And so I've, I've committed to um, doing, doing the class five days a week, number one. And uh, number, well, two and three. Number two is track my food every day. I, I've, I've pretty consistently tracked my food for the last five years or so, my fitness pal. But there will be some days when I don't track everything. So committing to tracking everything I eat on fitness pal. And then what I committed to and wrote this on the board was uh, 90 days, no alcohol and no sugar. Um, and cutting out sugar has been something that I wanted to do for a while now and just kind of see how I felt. Um, and then alcohol is, I, I don't, I don't drink that often, but, um, I would, would drink some wine some nights and just kind of cutting that out as well. So just kind of want to start the year off on the, on the right foot, getting, trying to develop that habit, see, see how I felt, um, about doing that. And so those are kind of my health and fitness goals. Um, and then for personally, um, one is I always post every year I've been, for the pet, this will be the fourth year. I always post the picture of the books I'm reading on my Instagram, and I just kind of started doing that, really just to, to hold myself accountable, to kind of put a goal out there of what I wanted to do, and to post these books on there because I know if I post a picture of them, then I have to have to read them because <laughs> because <laughs> people are going to be asking me about them. And so I, I started doing that, and I started off. I can't remember what my goal was. I think I read maybe 25 or 26 books the first year. And then last year I ended up reading 71. So that's almost three times increase in productivity over the last three years. And um, what I've found by posting all these books, number one, I, I can go back and scroll through my feed and look at all the books I read. And, oh, yeah, that was a really good book. I forgot about that one. And I've been able I to have imagine a, you would forget about yeah. one or two inside yeah. of 71. Yeah. Gee whiz. I and don't then, think I've read 71 <laughs> books in my life. <laughs> and I've, I've, it's, I've had some awesome conversations with people about books. And there's a lot of people who have told me that they got book recommendations from seeing the books that I post or they have been inspired to read more. And that's that brings me more fulfillment than any book that I could read is that I'm inspiring other people to commit to bettering themselves because I talk about how all the time about how important reading is and leaders are readers and all that. Um, so this year, long story short, my, my goal is to read a hundred books. And that's something that I've heard people say before that they read a hundred books in a year. I'm just like, like, how do you do that? Like you must be super, super human. And I know the person that I was a few years ago could not be, have been able to accomplish that, but I feel like I've developed the habits now, um, to where I can. And so I want to, I just wanted, I, I originally was going to do uh, 75 and you know what? I was like, let's just go for it. Let's, let's go for it. And it's kind of scary to think about because if you break it down, you have to read two books a week. And so, or you have to be finished with two books a week. So, um, that's kind of my plan to get there. Make sure I, I read two books a week. And, and how I do that is, I read every morning as part of my morning routine. Um, my morning routine is devotional and uh, stoic, uh, a stoic passage. I write down some um, some affirmations, 
and then um, then I'll read, uh, depending on how much time I have, anywhere from 10 to 30, 30 minutes or maybe more. Um, then I'll read throughout the day if I have some free time, and then I'll read again at night when I get home instead of watching TV. Uh, and then I usually read a little bit before bed. And that's kind of, I've developed those habits over time, and that's kind of how I've been able to um, read more and more every single year. And then if I have a weekend where I have a lot of free time, then I'm able to read more. And we've talked about how I'll read during commercials and football games and all that type of stuff. Um, so that's that's my goal on that. And then the, my other personal goal is uh, I want to start um, start a blog, and I kind of talked to you about this, Ben. But yeah. I've already written some of the posts, and I'm just kind of waiting for things to slow down at the gym and everything for me to launch this. But um, I just I'm learning that the more I write, I really really enjoy writing, and it gives me energy. And I feel like I can express myself a lot better writing than I can talking. Um, so I want to start start a blog and start putting things out consistently. And I'm really excited about it because I've, I've I've been blogging for for Cody in 2717 and uh, for a while now, um, just on fitness. But I, I have a lot more things to talk about than just fitness. And so I'll continue to do that. And but I also want to talk about pop culture, which we all know how much I, I yeah. love pop culture and all that. So I want to start doing that and, and, and posting on, on that. So be on the lookout for, for that. And, uh, I kind of have a, a plan for putting out posts depending on the given day. So that's kind of my, my goals. I have some other ones that I'm not going to talk about here, but, um, those are the, the ones that, uh, that, uh, I want to talk about and make public. Those are some big goals, man. So here's what I'm going to do for you as a friend of yours. Yeah. I'm already developing, you know, you got to have a contingency plan, uh, for this hundred books. And I say, I really should have gone first. <laughs> Follow that up. Busters. Yeah. <laughs> I say we get to November and you're falling a little bit behind. I think we just need to develop what I will call the, uh, the Dr. Seuss strategy. So start padding the stats. a little yeah, bit. <laughs> all, you, all you say is you need to complete a hundred books. I'm going to say that, Oh, the places you will go contains a lot of life wisdom. You know, so if you need to knock one of those out that gets you a little bit closer to the hundred, that's okay, man. Look, you know? I, I'll tell you, there is a strategy. If you're gonna read a lot of books, you have to throw in some fifty pagers in there that are easy, <laughs> that, that are like, like I, I finished two books already this year, and they're both like seventy-five to hundred pages, like easy reads. But it just got me off. Like, all right, I'm starting the year off. I've already, I'm already ahead of my pace. Only ninety-eight to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just think, you know, I got, I need to be finished with two books and I read five to six at a time. So if there's a longer book, it might take me a month to get through it, but I'm reading shorter books as well. So I'm kind of finishing them as we go, but it kind of like with any goal, you got to get momentum and you got to, you got to generate momentum. And the best way to get momentum is start off with the easiest thing. So I try to start off, get some momentum. If I'm feeling in a rut with my books, I'll make sure and pick out a, like a short, easy read book and, and throw that in there so it can keep me motivated to get through those longer books that can take a long time to get through. So Brains and brawn. Look at that. <laughs> well, all jokes aside, I think something we'll point out before we hear from Chris is that goals, if goals are uh, not personal in nature, they just kind of don't make sense. It doesn't mean they have to be specific. But they do need to relate to you as an individual. You can't borrow other people's goals. You can't. You're not going to be motivated. You can't. Yeah. You can't. I could tell you a goal all day long, and I can stay on you all day. But if you're not internally motivated to do it, you're not going to do it. It needs to be something that you want to do. And everybody's goals are different. They're not any better or any worse than anybody else's, like we talk about. So yeah. um, you got to find out what what you 
what what makes you excited? It excites me thinking about having read a hundred books. That that makes me excited and it motivates me. And I have a stack of books in my house that I want to read. And I like to keep a bunch of books that I haven't read in front of me because it always motivates me to keep going and keep pushing. Also, it reminds me that there's a whole lot more out there that I don't know. But if your goals don't excite you, if they don't make you a little nervous, then you're picking the wrong goals. If 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 you just write a goal down just because you feel like that's what you should be doing then that's not that that should not be your goal it should be something that excites you yeah awesome all right so i'm, I'm eager to hear yours chris because uh just knowing the differences between you two guys what your goals are going to sound like i'm intrigued well from a broad perspective my main goal is to uh develop uh develop a little more structure in my life and um re reinforce positive habits and um because i'm the i'm the type of person that can try to set structure but if something happens that knocks me off of my schedule i tend to kind of throw my hands up in the air and uh you know like well you know scratch that yeah and uh so some things uh some things that i'm doing um something that uh that me and hunter had talked about recently is i i spent so much time in the last five years trying to develop myself as a coach from a technical perspective you know what to do how to do it and uh to be honest like it's it's one of, it's one of those things. It's um, uh, it's um, it, it, it's it's like being in this never ending ocean. Like you think you're you think you're making progress, and then you and then you just realize like you get around other people who are a lot smarter than you are, and you're like, man, I you know I know almost nothing is right. what you feel like. And uh, so what you know me me and Hunter had a very had a you know had a very kind of just deep conversation about uh, how. I've spent so much time doing that that I have neglected uh, developing myself from a personal perspective, like you know, and um, haven't really developed myself as a as a leader. So I've, I've always been the kind of person that felt like it. You know, I, I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead by example. I've never been a been a rah rah guy. I've never been a uh, you know that uh, just that kind of person. I've always been the one like I'm going to I'm going to try my best to do it the right way, and hopefully others will follow suit. But that's not what motivates everybody. So I want to learn how to, you know, not only lead from the front, but to an extent I've got to lead from the back. So I've got to be willing to, you know, to get behind people and, you know, light a fire and push them a little bit. And um, so to do that, um, my goal, uh, kind of like my early goal for the year is, and this is why I said I probably should have gone first, is uh, <laughs> I'm going to read, uh, read three books in three months. None of them have anything to do with training. And, um, mm, that's a big, big yeah. qualifier. I'm yeah. reading, uh, I'm reading, uh, the ideal team player, which is a book that Hunter has, uh, has our coaching staff reading right now. Um, I'm going to read, uh, the obstacle is the way and, uh, the, um, uh, and wild at heart, the book that I've heard you, that I've heard you talk about before. And, yeah. uh, you know, three, three books in three months with, uh, with my uh, with my schedule at the uh, at the gym, and then having a a blonde haired, blue eyed, whirling dervish at home, <laughs> and then there's Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, Katie's not listening. To oh man, uh, she's not. And having to, sleep, having to sleep on Ben's couch. And, uh, Katie's like, you still doing that podcast? Thing? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that uh, I feel like that's gonna, I mean I feel like that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a good uh, a good goal for me uh, to because 
as as busy as I am, I, I I'm you know I will I will admit that I do still have a lot of wasted time, and um, and if I can fill if I can fill that time with you know setting those positive habits, that it'll it'll lead me to my my ultimate goal for this year is developing myself as a leader and developing those positive habits. That's awesome, man. I'll, I'll say just I know this is maybe not what this is about, but I've always always respected your. Uh, trigger response approach to life it's helped me understand that I, I operate that way too i just didn't realize that that you want to put healthy triggers that develop healthy responses inside of your life and you you seem to be pretty sensitive when you have those triggers that are unhealthy that are leading to unhealthy things so it's going to be cool to see as you kind of expand and investigate those those good triggers what that's going to turn into so yeah, yeah those goals seem awesome i'm i'm trying to figure out if I should change my list listening to the two of you. So I want to speak to what Chris said a minute ago. And if anybody's been around the gym since we opened, you've seen how much Chris has grown as a coach and his technical knowledge and his coaching ability is just phenomenal. I mean, he's, he's, he's so, so good at what he does. And we, it's not that he is lacking in those areas. It's just that he, he spends most of his time working on the technical aspect. And I said, continue to improve on that, but let's focus on these other areas as well. I think he's a little bit more hard on himself than, than I would be yeah. um, just because that's his tendency. But that's, that's not, that's not to say he's, he's, he's incompetent at, at those areas. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, let's just, let's focus. Let, you know, let's take some of that passion you have for learning about movement and fitness and training and let's apply it to other areas because we talk about all the time, what it takes to be a good coach is not just the knowledge. It, there's a lot of other things that go into it and, and becoming um, focusing on those areas as well. And to the book thing, like every, everybody's at a different point in life. You know, I'm to the point now where I can read a hundred books. Five years ago, I was reading zero books when we opened up the gym. I wasn't reading at all. I was so overwhelmed with the gym and I didn't have any idea what I was doing and trying to figure all that out. And I was training all the time. I was not focused at all on reading. Um, and it's just d developed over time. Um, we talked about this a lot. Like for example, when I used to drive, I always listened to the radio, always, I always listened to the radio. And then I started realizing like, I'm tired of listening to the same songs over and over again. So I started listening to a podcast, but I would get tired of listening to that because I, I was tired of thinking so much. Then I put it back on the radio and then slowly over time, it's completely gone away from the radio. And so it's like, you don't just all of a sudden go from reading zero books to reading a hundred books or from working out zero days to working out seven days a week and tracking your food. It's a step-by-step -step process and every person's at a different point in their journey, depending on what they want to do. And it's building up. And so not looking at somebody else like, man, I can't believe I'll never be able to do that. No, just figure out what you can do, set a goal that's attainable for you and then work towards that. And then over time you might be able to do a lot more than you think you can. Yeah. That's good. Good words of advice. All right. This is the one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Chase and his goals for 2019. Why are we waiting, looking so forward to mine? Well, we're just hoping that something about driving over to Coyote is going to work its way into, <laughs> into your goals. I probably should have. Yeah, you should add that. Go ahead and make that. <laughs> uh, so obviously, some form of fitness is on the list. It's it's just hard. Not like the fitness itself isn't hard. It's just the motivation is not there for me because I'm so spoiled biologically. Because my metabolism is almost inhuman, freakish. And like it's it's not fair, honestly, and I feel bad a lot of times. <laughs> But it's if just, we were to actually write down, just put a little mark on a sheet of paper every time you ate a meatball sub, <laughs> and then had people guess your weight, 
nobody would get it right. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm the one of the few people that lost substantial weight after he quote unquote quit CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> like I lost like ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's because you were beefing up, man. And then he, all right, let's not have that conversation. So fitness, fitness is part of your getting involved in fitness in yeah, 2019. It, almost undoubtedly, it'll be coming back to Cody just because, one, the community there, I'm already pseudo a part of because it's everyone else I see in the rest of my life. But uh, <laughs> You're surrounded. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, so my first one, uh, so we just started this thing. It's a staff at Vertical, the church that Ben and I both work at and potentially where our studio is, but <laughs> maybe we'll keep that a secret. Yeah. Um, we started this thing where we're going to read, uh, or we've been challenged to read a book every quarter within this year, which means I'll read four books this year, at least guaranteed on a, uh, on a staff level, but they're all going to be because like the, what I want to do, they're all going to be like spiritual books. Like they're going to be straight up Christian books, which I'm very excited about, but my, my reading is going down substantially, but I used to get so much like enthusiasm and like life and feel better about my intelligence whenever I was reading like biographies about interesting people or just things that are about World War Two or like really old school history going back into like the Babylonian areas or something like that. Just really interesting books that about things that I don't really know a lot about. So one of my goals is to read eight books this year, four of them being the ones that we're going to do as a staff and then four non-staff requirement books. There you go. So I'm, pre- I'm pretty excited about that one because I used to I w- I w- it wasn't 75 books a year, but it was. I was reading a good amount of books a year, and it just really tanked. Uh, the second one is, if, so I got married this year, last year, and uh, it's still going. When, when, uh, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my wife has a photography business, and I've kind of started to get more involved in it, just because if I help her out, we save 400 bucks a pop when it comes to a wedding, which you're dumb not to do. But I've, I'm. I, I like to be good at things that I'm like actively involved in and like photography is one of those things like I understand it but I'm not very good at it so one of my goals this year is to actually a- apply and myself to photography and learn more about it so that not only just so I can be better at it but I can help her business do better by being at her standard which I won't be because she's nuts but I can at least make it look like she took all the same pictures anyway yeah. uh, my, my third one is to find another weekly podcast uh, that's more stuff substance based. Like I already listened to one. It's called uh, Armchair Expert by uh, Dax Shepard. It's uh, it's kind of that same vein that Hunter likes, and that it's like pop culture based. That guy's just got all the cool man. I know. It like frustrates it, me. Yeah, it's not, and it's not like pop culture, like gossip stuff. It's just like he's pulling in these uh, pop culture people that are interesting, and you're and, like really humanizing them, and I appreciate that. But also at the same time, I'm like. I'm not really getting anything. What did out I learn from this? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to find another podcast that's a weekly one that I can listen to once a week because my drives are so short to work. Like I can listen to them at like 15 minutes a pop. So I want to find one that I can break down gradually. Uh, I want to limit fast food. Uh, I'm gonna say once a week, like one trip to Wendy's because with my wife it's gonna be impossible to just mix it <laughs> entirely <laughs> at least to start. Does Subway count as fast food? I don't know. Um, we need an external yeah, opinion here. It, it does? It does. Okay. It does. We'll just go to Jimmy Jones. <laughs> right. We'll go to Firehouse. I would, I would also count. Totally different game. If your description is freaky fast, then I think that describes <laughs> that, that falls under fast food category. Well played. <laughs> I, th- I think pretty much if you're not if you're not sat at a table and handed a menu, I would describe it as fast food. Yeah. 
good point. We'll probably have some people argue that. It's an interesting discussion. So then if you're eating at home, then that's you're yeah. not handing a menu at home, are you? Oh, yeah. My wife hands me a menu. Okay. <laughs> Outside of your house. one thing honest. <laughs> Outside of your house. <laughs> uh, and then my last one, it's an easy one, but it's one I've been wanting to do for a while. But, like, my water habits, they started at, at CrossFit, and they've managed to – that's, like, the one thing that I've managed to carry through since I have kind of fallen away. But, like, I'm pretty consistent with drinking water when I'm at work just because it's – if you get one of those camelbacks, it's hard not to just absorb water because mm. – Something about a straw just makes it easier, but it always. You wear a camel pack to work. Camel pack. Like, no, no. So the, it, he's using oh, okay. the bottle, not the. Yeah. Oh, not the frat <laughs> one with the vodka in it. It's the. Uh... <laughs> like, man, you must be hyper productive. <laughs> it's like Dwight. I don't need to go to the office. water cooler. I got it with me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just it always falls away really quickly when uh, our off days are Friday and Saturday. I just it's almost like I drink none, so I just want to make sure I keep that up. And actually carry it through throughout the week because I'm tired of looking at golden yellow pee <laughs> on Friday night. Yeah, that wears everybody out, really. Exactly. I know. Well, Chase, why don't you come practice your photography at uh, Coyote? Hey, it's a win-win, man. Yeah. Good. You work out a little yeah. bit, then you pick up your camera, you know, get the f-stop correct. This, this shakiest camera shots <laughs> happening. Because right now I'm the one taking the pictures with my uh, with my iPhone. And yes, nowhere to go but up. Talk about uh, no photography skills at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if Apple can't do it for us, we're in rough shape these days. Mm. All right, so we're ready for my goals? I think so. Are uh, you ready for your goals? No, I really did not expect we're that. We're not goal people. I didn't have to that. expect to make this public, but I'm going to. And I know it's going to it's gonna cause a problem for the whole year, but I'm just pushing into my fear here and making this known. All right, so my first goal is to, in 2019 is to complain less. It's my first goal. What's your game plan on that? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Well, the first one, I think the only way to do that is just to talk less. His, his game plan is to put it out there. In the world. <laughs> that's right. Well, so if you know Ben, hold him accountable. Yeah, that's, that's a, well, this is the reason I'm saying that in this context is because I handle my anxiety about my fitness by complaining. Mm. And uh, I've noticed that that's, that's probably not good. Although it's pseudo helpful for me, it's definitely not helpful for the people around me. And, uh, and I don't think it's helpful for me either because it puts me in a defeatist mindset. And, and all I'm really trying to do is say, man, this is making me nervous. So if I could just say that, it would save me a lot. So that, that's one. This has actually been a goal of mine for the past four years. About a year into uh, almost a, a little over a year into CrossFit, I decided I wanted to be able to say I was in the shape of my life at 40. And I make 40 in September, so which I'm actually really excited about because I'm on a track to accomplish this goal. Awesome. Uh, 18 was really tough. I took about two, two or three steps back in 18 with my fitness, but I've got some time. You, you know, get to so. put this new program into the test too. Yeah, yeah, yeah which you know is going to lead to one of my others. But I really want to be able to celebrate my 40th birthday surrounded by friends and feeling. I've accomplished something that I really set out to do five years ago, and it's actually come to fruition. When in September is your birthday? The 22nd. Awesome. So, um, yeah. Uh, so that, that's a big one for me. So my second goal actually connects to that. How, how am I going to get there? My commitment is to be at, at Coyote five days each week, which, if you know me, is actually a pretty big commitment because I hover in the four, and then if life gets really stressful, three, and then if I'm overwhelmed, none. You know, I have those, I skip weeks actually. In, in 2018, I kept track. There were four weeks over the course of the year that I completely skipped where not because I was sick, I just missed, you know? Yeah. 
So to be there for five days each week and my contingency on that, and I've already had a discussion with my wife about this, is if something happens in the week where I'm forced to miss, then it means I have to take advantage of Saturday uh, to make up that fifth day. So um, the last one that's fitness related is that I would like to row a marathon by the end of March. So in order to accomplish this goal, I've uh, designed it as a charity event. <laughs> so I have, I have no option to actually not do it. I, nice. I cannot chicken out because other people are, are dependent uh, on me accomplishing it. So um, those, are, those are my fitness goals. I'm trying to keep mine tight but ones that will affect the entire year, you know, other than yeah. the, than the marathon row. But I'm suspicious that if I do the marathon row, which I will by the end of March and I get a time, then it's going to put a bug in me by the end of the year to try to beat that time. Awesome. So it's, it's got a couple of different layers for that. Um, as far as the personal goals, I really only have one. Uh, I want to turn into a 5 a.m. guy. And uh, this is a really big problem for me because I'm a night owl. I could stay up till 1230 or one o'clock every single day, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if I'm wake, if I do that and wake up at five, then I'm definitely not showing up at CrossFit five days a week. So I've designed what I've done to win the day on that, uh, to borrow the coyote phrase, um, is designed an area in my house that I go to at 5am every day. I don't get up and go to the living room and sit on the couch or stay in bed. I have a, a desk that I've built where I'm, mm -hmm. that's where I sit. I read something last year that said that there's something about entering into a space that helps you create habits. I yeah. can't remember maybe if we were talking about that. So I've got a place in my, my house now to where I, I have an appointment there at 5 a.m. every day. So far, I'm six days in and I've, and I've actually done it. So and it's awesome. been it's been murder. Yeah, uh, Katie's uh, Katie's mom uh, does that. She has a place um, in the when they uh, uh, they renovated their living room and just expanded it out to make it more of an open floor plan. And she's got a space over in the over in the corner. It's got a bunch of windows. That's a chair with a little table beside it where her book is that she's yeah. reading. And that's the first thing that she does every morning. Yeah, I think that's one of the huge advantages to actually going to a box to pursue fitness yeah. because mm -hmm. you, you just get in that frame of mind when you get out of the car and walk into that building. That's what you do there. Uh, that's why a, a, a guy like Ron's really unique that could go to his garage and make, and make fitness happen. I think we all need place. So, yeah. uh, that's, that's what I'm after. Those are my goals this year. And so if you hear me complaining at the box, if you listen to this and you hear me complaining at the box, you have full permission to all over you, brother. Yeah. Slap me around a little bit. That, so that's really good. Speaking to that, um, desk thing, I'm reading Stephen King's book on writing. It's kind of his, he's talking about writing and his advice to writers and that's like his biggest piece of advice is have us one place where you go and you can shut the door and that's where you do your work every single day because that by the, by the fact of you going in and shutting the door, it gets you in that frame of mind because we're all creatures of habit and we, if you develop that habit every single time you go in there, um, you will be into, into that frame of mind to, to create or do whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm taking the deep dive into that idea because I need it because I'm not by default a very disciplined individual. So I'm, I'm reaching for anything that can, that can help me out. So getting up earlier is something that I want to start doing too, because after lunch, like you just, you can't reliably get anything done after lunch from what I've seen, like this, the things, things in the day happen and people start pulling you different directions. And the earlier you get up, the more stuff you can actually get done before the, the world starts to happen. And so Do you yeah. listen to Donald Miller. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He I talks like about that too. Oh yeah, I figured you knew. He's like, he's like you. Anything, find out your rhythm, uh, and it's different for everybody. Some people work really well at six p.m. Mm -hmm. for some reason. 
I'm not that guy, but yeah. some people are like that. But if your rhythm is you can feel when you wake up and there's like a four-hour window of like you feel most productive, your most important things, like your three most important things that you need to get done that day, you better get done in that window. No, so, Otherwise, yeah. it won't happen. I know he's got a writing shed that he built that he you know puts his books together now. This, uh, this episode happened, I think, it's either beginning of January 2018 or January 2017. It was their New Year episode that he talked about. There's like this uh, form that you fill out. You write down your three things and then what window of time that you got to get it done in. That may have been the best segue you've ever had. Oh, thank you. Recommend? Yeah, yes. I recommend Donald Miller. We're going right into recommends. You're recommending Donald Miller, the Story Brand Podcast. Honestly, the whole podcast. That, that's probably about to be the podcast that I start. A <laughs> little bit of window into what I'm going to be doing. I listen to that podcast. It's really good. Yeah, it's awesome. I read his book too and it was, it was phenomenal. Transformative. Yeah. Yeah, with the way you talk about what you do, for sure. So we got Donald Miller's story brand. We're recommending that. What are some other recommends? Um, I'm not going to be watching much of it because I will be reading. But uh, I did, ca- <laughs> I did catch the uh, the first episode of of the Titan Games, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I do want to watch that. I've heard, I've heard I'm intrigued. I saw the preview, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I had the same reaction. I thought it was going to be hokey, and I saw the preview, and I was like. Huh. Yeah, this may be good. So it's, a, it's a more upscale version of Stone Cold Broken Skull Challenge. <laughs> Bob scale, you mean less, uh, le- <laughs> less, less, less beer and, less and, <laughs> and cursing. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, what do you got? Um, I thought it'd be good since we're talking about, and I was planning on talking about books. I didn't know all y'all were going to talk about books too. But what I wanted to do is. Uh, give like just a quick list of some of my favorite books that I read last year. So if anybody's wanting to start reading, um, this might, might pick up one of these books. And these are books I've, I, I, I picked based off. I thought it'd be good for anybody to read, even if you're not, if you haven't been reading before. Um, so, and I've recommended some of these before, but I'm just going to put all of them on here. Um, there's two autobiographies, shoe dog by Phil Knight, the starter of the founder of Nike and open by Andre Agassi. And I think I've talked about both of those books before, but they're, they're awesome books. And then, um, tribe of mentors and tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. I read both of those last year and they're, those are just getting, uh, advice from high performers in all different areas of, of industry. And, uh, if you are looking for book recommendations, you will get hundreds of book recommendations from those two books. So I've, my Amazon wish list has grown exponentially because of reading those books. And it's just a wealth of information. It's so cool to hear advice from all these different types of people. Um, there's a, a fiction book called Dune by Frank Herbert. Uh, it's one of the, probably the best science fiction book that I've ever read. Um, a lot of people say it's the best science fiction book ever. It's just phenomenal. It's, it blows my mind how thought out and well-written the book is. And then uh, the last one is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, a survivor of uh, the Holocaust camps. And actually, that was, I think, the most recommended book in Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. And it just talks about how um, finding meaning in suffering, uh, you can find meaning in any level of suffering. And and if you can find the meaning in your suffering, you'll be able to endure it. Uh, But it's, man, it's talk about life-changing book. Man Search for Meaning. And then highly recommend the book Chris said he was going to read, The Obstacle is the Way. That's one of the, that book more than any other book besides maybe Mindset completely changed the way I thought about things. Um, so I would recommend that book as well. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm actually going to purchase that as soon as we wrap this episode. Hop on Amazon and have it shipped to my door. Love those guys. Thank you, Amazon. 
So, uh, all right, I do have a recommend, and it's going to sound a little odd, but it's in connection to what we've been talking about. My recommend is to purchase a pencil and a pad, a notepad. Uh, that's really changed the way I approach my, my thought life, my organization, how I process things. We, we've touched on it a little bit on, in the podcast, I think making fun of me, but um, a, having a pencil and having to even just take the time to sharpen the pencil and then writing something down on a sheet of paper connected to goals, I think it's just so much better than slapping something in your phone and texting it to yourself and that, that information being temporary. Things, things that you actually use your hand to write down there's all sorts of research here, but it tends to stick. So that's my recommend uh, to venture out of the book and into the habit realm. I second that. I, you, you, I, we talked about that before and you gave me that notepad. And I, when you gave me that, I started writing stuff down. And now I have like all these notepads and I'm always writing stuff in my notepads. And um, the more I write, the more it makes me want to write because I've learned that, like you said, it, it, it transfers a lot better than typing it up in your phone. Yeah, it's a lot of wisdom trapped up in there, man. We got to figure out a way to get it out. Got thirty nine years of wisdom over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's wrap this episode. I think I really have been eager to do this. We want to welcome uh, Blue Shark to the family, and uh, we're excited to have them around the table, so to speak. We can just take this analogy as far as we want to. So uh, I'm eager to see and hear about the commitments that they're making, the things that they're putting in place in their life, and just. To have more people pursuing the sort of lifestyle that we are in a different part of our state is pretty awesome. So we're very yeah. grateful to have them uh, the, with the, us. The early the early feedback from them has just been phenomenal. I'm really really excited to have a, to have a gym with with their with their culture join the uh, join the family. It's going to be yeah this year. I mean this year is going to be great. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I was going to tell you guys off mic, but I'll tell you now since you brought it up that uh, when I was up there this week, a girl came up to me that works out there, and she was like. I listen to every single one of your podcasts in two weeks and I love it so much. You guys do outside the box. And I told my boyfriend about it and he's been listening to it. And uh, I told him like, they recommend things like 12, 12 rules for life and hardcore history. He's like, okay, well I'll check it out. So it's really cool to hear that. <laughs> awesome. It's always cool to go different places and hear people who are um, listening to the, to the podcast because you know, we put the podcast out and we don't know who's listening to it. So it's yeah, also, cool. well, well you have to tell us now, does she mention which person on the podcast was her favorite? Uh, no, she didn't. You liar. You liar. All right, said, so, I really like that Chase guy. <laughs> the strong, silent type. He doesn't say much, but when he does, man, powerful. He so. just waits for the fun part of the, the whole podcast. Like, all right, sweet. He's Chase like, is back. He's like Creed. <laughs> he's like, he rarely says anything, but it's always gold. Always gold. Hey, we need to, uh, we probably need to wrap at this point. We always want to close out our episodes by saying, please help us get the word out with the like, rate, and share. Actually have a conversation with someone about something that you found interesting on the podcast and spread the word. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you then.